Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good stuff last segment talking about the uh, potential of LeBron James retiring his cryptic comments. Uh, Jeff and Thomas, hold on. We'll get to uh, your questions about that uh, when we get to the crossover. we got business to take care of right now on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. We welcome in Steve Sipple, early break with Sip and Jake and Husker Online. Steve, how's your afternoon going? I'm pretty busy. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're good doing here. Good. Doing good. Um, Husker Nation got a bit of a jolt uh, this weekend with the commitment of Daniel Kalen. Talk us through your thoughts on uh, how Matt Rule and his staff handled that process and what it means for Nebraska to have a quarterback of Kalen's caliber in the fold in the 2024 class. Oh, well, I, thought, I think they handled it exceptionally well. I, I don't mind saying that. Um, exceptionally well. I mean, I, I talked to... Uh, Mike Huffman, the Bellevue West coach, for a long time. We had a long conversation on Saturday, and what he wanted to—he he wanted to drive home some points. And one of them was Matt Rule and his staff were upfront from the get-go mm-hmm. on, the, on this situation. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he said. I mean, he said he asked. He said the rule right away. Um, Look, how are we going to handle this situation with Dan- Daniel Kalen and Dylan Rayola? You know, and, and I think, you know, you guys talk about it enough. I think people know what the situation was, but you know, I mean, they wanted to know, you know, how 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 are we going to handle this? And 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 Rule told them, look, yeah, we are actively recruiting another quarterback. Um, didn't even name him. Didn't have to. Um, but if that doesn't, but Rule told Huffman, if that doesn't go well for us, we will relentlessly pursue Daniel Kalen. Now Daniel Kalen couldn't wait around, and he did commit to Missouri, verbally committed to Missouri. But the minute, really the minute, I mean, I, I mean, not not literally <laughs> the minute, but when Dylan Rayola, you know, last Monday committed to Georgia. Ed Foley was on the phone with Huffman immediately. Rule was on the phone with him the next day. And Satterfield flew in from California the next day, went to Bellevue West, uh, and watched Daniel Kalen work out live. I mean, Satterfield came back from a California recruiting trip because it was on now. I mean, Kalen on Wednesday, so it would have been a week ago tomorrow, um, had to work out for him. He did have to perform. There was no, you know, if he would have, he threw, he threw to guys. And if he would have thrown poorly or had an off day, you know, the whole thing might not have worked. Um, but he had a good day and the offer was made and, and he's accepted. But, I, but I, I'm telling you, I, I've known Mike for a long time, Coach Huffman. He shoots you straight. And he really appreciated how straightforward the staff was with him about kind of a, a, a touchy topic. Another potentially touchy topic that you you got to in your, your latest on Husker Online was, um, you know, maybe some chatter on message boards that he he didn't want to send his players to Nebraska, that he wasn't, you know, very happy with previous administrations, and that he was maybe anti-Nebraska. Again, I, I don't know, know enough about it uh, to get into that fully, but the last sentence there, uh, you said that you know that Huffman is downright giddy that his quarterback is going to be a Husker. Would you hazard a guess to say he's not alone across the state in wanting his guys to be Huskers with a, you know, confident, engaged coaching staff at the helm? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- there was, I think Huffman, you see on message boards sometimes, people say that he sends his guys elsewhere. That's well, not true. I mean, he has, a, like you said in that, the article you read, Austin, he has a Husker chair in his office. I mean, he's a huge fan, and I've known that. He's, he's been a huge fan forever. Um, now, he didn't like the way they handled Jalen Bradley. Mm. And that's, there, there, that definitely was an issue. It definitely was an issue. It, it was an issue. But I didn't, it didn't mean that he wasn't going to send his guys there. Um, and he can be a fan and still, you know, be very fair in the process. He, he's not going to tell his guys what to do. He can, but, but, you know, he's a fan. He's a Nebraskan. He's a fan. Um, but, but, no, I mean, the, the genesis, there was, there's no doubt, there's no doubt and Huffman would tell you himself on the record that he didn't like the handling of the running back Jalen Bradley. He didn't like it. Yeah. Um, so that there was there was definitely some issues there, but not you know was, I don't think it was ever anything that would affect um, how he felt about sending other players here. I mean, he was thrilled that Xavier Betts was here. I mean, they like he talked about like when Xavier would scored that touchdown against Penn State. He said it just felt different. You know, it felt different at Bellevue West. It was like, wow, that's one of our guys running in the end zone against Penn State, um, you know, in, in the COVID year. So, yeah, it's um, this is a great thing. I think it's a great thing that they got Kalen. I really do. I I, um, I think it's, it's good for Bellevue West, the city of Omaha, the state of Nebraska, that they got a kid who's very interested to be here, a player who could have been elsewhere, could have went to North Carolina, Missouri, was recruited by a lot of people. Uh, but he wanted to be here. Those are the kind of kids you need. Yeah, and, and, and to tap in on that, I really do believe that that is in, – in, in, if you start out and look back at Tom Osborne, that's, that's part of the blueprint. Because one of the things about Husker anything – I think is those ones that bleed red to the core in their hearts and having that tied in with those that have just great athletic abilities and different things like that. And you add those two cores together where they're each able to feed off each other. I think it's tremendous. And I think it's a great start for what rule, but it's also goes back to what he said in the, in the uh, sip, what he said at the uh, press conference and Mm -hmm. Now here's the question. I just okay. I just was adding on, but this that wasn't a question. I just was an add on to what you were saying. I think it's a tremendous thing. The question is, I was worried about whether or not this was going to be a transfer portal issue continually. I felt that 2024 was an important year, whether it be Dylan Riola or someone else. Now it looks like they they've identified that. What do you think the importance of 2024 getting a, a sought after someone that you really like, someone that you pulled into the program in as a foundational piece to start building from? Uh, what do you think the importance of that is? Well, I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, Eric, I, I think I know where you're going. And yes, it is important. I mean, you can't, I sense that you're, you have some trepidation about an over-reliance on the transfer portal. And I would, and I, and I, yeah, it's got, now 
at quarterback, hey, the portal's big in the quarterback in the quarterback conversation because it's hard to keep twos, right? It's hard mm-hmm. to keep it's hard to keep backups. Right. They go. Now, this one it works out perfectly, I think, because Sims, you know, Jeff Sims mm-hmm. is a two he has two years of eligibility, okay? If he's so good, he's so good that he's an NFL prospect right away. Well, that's not the worst thing for Daniel Kalen because he'll, you know, he's going to come in early. He'll graduate from Bellevue West early and have a spring to give it a whirl and maybe be a starting quarterback as a true freshman. Who knows? But it's very possible, too, that that he comes in as a freshman and learns under Sims, has a year to, to you know, to get his feet get his feet down and, and get get fully acclimated. Mm-hmm. Um, so either way, I think it works. I think I think the latter situation will play out. I think Sims will be here for two years, and that'll be a perfect scenario mm-hmm. for Daniel Kalen to, to, to move into it. And I think – That's I what Austin said. I think one other thing. I think he'd agree with me that an in-state kid probably is more apt to stay if, if there's rocky waters immediately. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think so. Now, obviously, there's going to be cases where um, you can find easily cases where that's not the case. true. But I think by and large, you have a better chance to keep a kid who's wanted to play here since he was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. okay, who who wanted to be here badly. Uh, I just think you have a better shot to keep him around. Yeah. Um, the way that I viewed it, and it's crazy that you're, you're kind of <laughs> – just adding on to what me and Austin uh, were kind of going back and forth and banter um, on online on the block yesterday, but here's the here's the thing: the, what I saw is there was a transformation with Husker football that they were constantly getting stuck, not being able to get over the hump. They 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 were they were just coming up short, and then a guy by the name of Tommy Frazier, a freshman, by the way. Shows up on campus and blows everybody's mind. Everybody's mind. They, they didn't think it can happen. I don't even think there has ever there there was until Tommy. I don't think there was ever a freshman that ever started. If I if I'm correct, you can correct me because I know you've been around long enough. But with that, I'm looking at this situation not necessarily for him to come, but for him to be a foundational or someone similar to be that foundational transition that is able to kind of get the program just heading in an upward trend of where it hasn't been for quite some time now. I think there's, I, I bet you if Daniel Kalen was listening, he'd say, yeah, that's my desire. Mm-hmm. I, I get my, that's my guess. Just from listening to him, reading his comments, talking to Michael Huffman. Now here's the question though. This is the big question. Is he, can he do it on the field? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we don't know. You just don't know that. Yeah. Performance is, it all comes down to performance, right? It's, it, it's want to, of course, if there's the intangible of he, the, the want to be in the program, the desire to be in the program. He wants to make this work, but Eric, he's got to go perform for Facts. all of that. I mean, we have this scenario in our head that we want to play out, but he's got to perform. He's got to complete balls on third down in tight situations. Because, come on, what are we talking about now? You heard Trev last night, maybe if you, if you listen to his show. Look what 
look what the difference is with Nebraska football compared to where, when Tommy was here. You got to win close games all the time now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what I wonder immediately about Daniel Kalen is how will he be in the clutch? How will Jeff Sims be in the clutch? Close games, tight games on the road, crowds wild, weather's not favorable. How are you reacting? Because this, because that, I believe may be the the single most telling factor whether as to whether Nebraska is going to get over the hump. Can they start to win close games? Because that's, I mean, that's, hey, I mean, are, are, you think they're going to beat Michigan by a lot? You think they're going to, who are they going to beat by a lot? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not the schedule anymore where you say, oh, that's three touchdowns. Ah, there's hardly anything like that anymore. Absolutely. Uh, Steve, a word that uh, came up from one of your Husker Online coworkers, Brian Munson, on uh, just yesterday on Monday when we talked to him was maturity when it related to Daniel Kalen. Maturity came up in your latest as well about a different guy from the Metro in Jalen Lloyd. What, what do you like about that young man and what he, he plans to do at Nebraska? I like his speed. Um, I like his overall athleticism, and I do like his maturity. He's only 17. He's an interest. He's interesting because I have a grandson who's 17, and I, I mean, I know, you know, I'm, my grandson's really mature, and I always call him a little man because he's like a little man. Jalen Lloyd reminds me of that. That that he's very very grounded. You know, he's raised really well. His his uh, his mom Dolly Ingram was a great track athlete at Nebraska once upon a time, and his dad was Steve Warren's. Steve Warren's roommate in college and knows this game well, knows that the game meaning kind of the big picture, what it takes. And boy, Jalen's, Jalen's listened. You can tell he's listened to his parents. You can't, you can really tell. Um, he doesn't come in here, you know, expecting to, to, I mean, he doesn't come in here expecting to change the world, change the program. He knows he's going to have to work hard. Um, but he's ready. You can tell he's ready. And he's got to make it, you know, it's got to happen now. He's just got done with the state track meet, won two gold medals. And now he's got to make a pretty fast transition, right? That's, that's the way it works. He reports on May 28th. And he's, you know, he's going to take a week um, and, then, and then come to Lincoln and try to play as a true freshman. And he might be able to. They're, they're not loaded with, with, with a lot of speed at that receiver position. They don't have a lot of you know, guys that can, that can beat you deep. And he, you know, he ran a 10, four, seven, he ran a 10, four, 700 at the state meet, which is pretty good. Last thing for you, Steve, before we let you go, if there was ever a year for true freshmen, even redshirt freshmen to get on the field, would it be this year to be that class that says, Hey, we're going to play three or four years here and give the guys behind us a year or two to develop into those types of players. Or is this a year that you want to be, old set your culture with guys that have been around the block a little bit and let the guys coming in in this class learn for a year or two Uh, it's a good question I I haven't thought of it that way I think if you look at the roster right now you're going to use a lot of older guys I don't think there's going to they don't have to rely Austin on a true freshman coming in Mm -hmm. there's some obviously those edge rushers come to mind Prince Will right and and Cam Lenhart those guys those guys raised eyebrows in the spring game. There's some true freshmen that they might, that they might be leaning on. You know, Malachi Coleman is one. I, I, I would think Malachi Coleman's a guy that's coming in here thinking I, I can crack 
the rotation. I'm not saying start, um, but crack the rotation. Um, but I don't think you have, hey, I think the answer is I don't think there has to be much of a reliance on young guys right now. But they got enough veterans over there. Veterans mean sophomores, juniors, some seniors, small senior class, but they're no, I think it's when rule hey, let's put it this way, Austin. When rule talks about winning right away, going to get to a bowl game right away, which he's he's referred to that, that sounds to me like he feels they have the veteran players to do it. For sure. Steve, uh, thanks for your insight. As always, uh, we'll see you at Cedars tomorrow morning for Give to Lincoln Day. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll see you guys. It'll be fun, and it's a great organization. I'm glad the ticket's a part of this. Absolutely. Once again, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. God bless you. That's right. We're out at Give to Lincoln Day tomorrow as a 93.7 The Ticket family. Every show is going to be live from there, so Strick and I will be out there from 2 to 4 uh, at Cedars, uh, 66th, 70th, and Pioneers uh, in that little area there. So stop by, say hi. We'll be there from 6 a.m., the start of early break with Sip and Jake and Coach Bill Bush, all the way to 6 p.m. with uh, the old school crew, DP, Kenny, and Jay. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, give to Lincoln Day tomorrow. Go to give to Lincoln. Uh, dot org dot com go to lincoln.com that's what it is uh, to make a donation uh, it's open for you right now tomorrow's the big final day of that push uh, so again make a donation to, to cedars is what we would recommend great organization doing great things and stop by and say hi at cedars uh, tomorrow anytime from six to six uh, let's take a break right here when we get back we'll cross over with the old school crew to wrap up on the block